0: Well, greetings and Chag Sameach to you, uh, say Chag Sameach because uh, today is part of the festival of Sukkot in, in uh, Jewish festivals. Anytime they have a festival and they're greeting each other, they say the, the phrase Chag Sameach, which means basically happy feasting, happy festival, happy celebration. And uh, so I wanted to talk to you today about uh, Sukkot, which is going on right now. If you see on, on your calendar, you can sometimes see the, the Jewish calendar there. Uh, so you can, there's a the last of the big seven uh, festivals is called Sukkot, uh, which is roughly translated as the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booths in many traditions. So it's the very last of the festivals. And if you haven't ever heard of this book, I'd never heard of this book till a friend of mine introduced me to it. This is a great resource. It's called The Feasts of the Lord. And this is a great resource if you have uh, questions and want to get into the historical uh, reasonings and some of the celebrations in antiquity of the different feasts of the Lord. Um, So just to kind of give you an introduction to that a little bit. uh, So you may know uh, the, the, the festival of Passover. So the festival of Passover, or Pesach, in the Jewish tradition, is a fest- uh, the very first of the fe- of the festivals, uh, which is when they when they uh, they celebrate different things in these different festivals. Uh, so I'm not going to go too much into detail about each one, uh, but the Passover is basically when they believe in Egypt when the, they would when they sacrifice the Passover lamb because they were getting ready to be driven out of the the, the nation of Egypt um, by the Egyptians. And the very last thing was the Passover because they would take, they took some of the blood and put it around the doorposts and the angel of death passed over uh, the, the doorpost, passed over that uh, that house when it saw the blood. So the Passover is a commemoration of their deliverance from Egyptian slavery uh, and then we have the the Feast of Unleavened Bread basically around the same deal Because they were going to be leaving so quickly. They didn't have time to make some bread and let it rise and so they would they uh, celebrated Unleavened Bread the festival of, Unle- of Unleavened Bread and then they would kick off the uh, the, the feasts uh, for the spring harvest and going into the rest of the harvest season So it's basically everything a lot of these festivals were around harvest and so that was one of the main three, the main three big ones uh, festivals that they would celebrate. And then they had um, uh, five weeks later, like 50 days later, they had the, the Feast of Weeks, um, which is when they would celebrate the giving of the law. They would celebrate um, this, this time called Shavuot, that they would uh, celebrate the giving of the law of Moses and, and basically them becoming a people, uh, a nation. Uh, and, be, and having God's favor and then there were, then there's uh, some other ones you know we have like the you know um, the Feast of Trumpets which and which is basically um, and then you have the uh, Rosh Hashanah and then you have Yom Kippur and then it, it's, it ends up the season with the Feast of Sukkot and, uh, and so which is going on right now uh, in Israel and in many parts of the country lots of people here in America celebrate Sukkot as well and uh, it's so it's such an interesting festival uh, this is actually known as the festival of all festivals and, and so much so that they actually would even like, you know, not even say its name. They would just say getting ready for the holiday or going to Jerusalem for the holiday. They would they would actually celebrate. This was the main celebration for Israel uh, that they looked forward to all year long. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Sukkot. Why, why do we think about Sukkot? So Sukkot is this incredible Celebration. Now, if you've known uh, Jewish festivals or known Jewish people, the Jewish people know how to celebrate. They know how to party. They know how to feast and and to celebrate, uh, because it's ingrained in them. Because of the Bible, it's all over celebration and joy, and flourishing is all over Scripture. And so to look at this festival of Sukkot, it is found in uh, specifically. It's found in several places, but the one I want to talk about today is. Um, it's in Leviticus, uh, chapter 23, and this is starting in, in uh, verse 33. It says this, The Eternal One said to Moses, Go, talk with the Israelites and tell them that when the fifteenth day of the seventh month arrives, they must celebrate the Feast of Booths to me for seven days. The first day is to be a day devoted to sacred assembly, to refrain from doing any, ordi- any, any ordinary work. Then for seven days I want you to bring a fire offering to me. When the eighth day arrives, hold another uh, sacred assembly and bring another offering to me, fire offering to me. This is to be a festive gathering to me. Uh, And no one is allowed to do any other, any of their normal work. So these are feasts that I have appointed. These are feasts that I have appointed. At these times, you are to call the people together for a sacred assembly and bring fire offerings to me, burnt offerings, grain offerings, sacrifices, and drink offerings. Each day will have its own offering. These feasts and their offerings are in addition to my Sabbaths and other prescribed offerings, offerings accompanying a vow or a freewill offering. When the 15th day of the seventh month arrives, after you have harvested the crops from the land, again, remember agricultural festival, I want you to celebrate this feast of booths for seven days. Sure. Sukkot this is Sukkot observe a day of complete rest on the first day and the eighth day on the first day gather some branches from the beautiful trees in the area palm fronds limbs thick with leaves and branches from the river willow celebrate and feast before me uh, before before me your God for seven days this directive stands for all time throughout your generations celebrate it every year in the seventh month All native-born Israelites are to live in booths for seven days. I want you to do this so that all present and future generations of your people remember that I sheltered the Israelites in booths like these after I led them out of Egypt. I am the Eternal One, your God. Moses spoke to the Israelites about the Eternal One's appointed feasts. Um, So we see here in this teaching about Sukkot, what is it commemorating? Well, what are what are they celebrating in this? Well, specifically, they're celebrating the 40 years that Israel Israel wandered in the in in the in the wilderness, in the desert, in the wilderness for 40 years, and they lived in booths. And so every single year, the Israelites were were commanded to set up the booths again, basically to remember that time when they lived in booths in the wilderness. Now. Now, for a lot of them, it was, it was, it basically was, um, you know, the generations afterwards, uh, they didn't remember living in booths cause they didn't live in booths. Like their forefathers lived in booths. Right. And so, but it was a way to remember God's story. Um, now Sunday we talked about, uh, the plan, like God having a plan and this is part of it. This is part of the plan that God had for Israel. And so when they would, when they forgot the plan, when they forgot to celebrate the Feast of Booths, the, the Sukkot, uh, they forgot about God's miracles, about how God sustained them in the wilderness for 40 years as they wandered before they were brought into the Promised Land. And so my, I just finished the book of Judges. My wife and I have just finished the book of Judges in our, on our day-to-day um, our day day to Bible study that we've been doing, this day-to-day um, uh, chronological through the Bible. Um, and so it's really, really, really neat Neat, uh, Bible said if you've ever you know, never written, read the Bible chronologically and cover to cover I would highly suggest that you do so it's it's been wonderful so far uh, but so we're in this where we just finished the judges and the theme of the judges is this they forgot the plan they forgot if you remember my teaching on Sunday if you haven't watched my teaching on Sunday go back uh, these coffee with time with Allen times are going to be a reflection on on a lot of times the, the the Sunday morning sermon so go back and you'll pause it right now Okay, cool. We're back, and so I did like the sermon; was good. But uh, so, a lot of times we're going to be talking about the sermon. So the 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 sermon on Sunday was, um, was about God's plan, and how and God's plan for us as Shift Church, but more 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 so, and an overarching is the plan that God had for His people in Israel, and and that God has. A plan for his people that he desires for them to live as the church overall the big seed church and the little C local church God has a plan for each local church if they will listen to him listen to his leadership listen to his guidance God will lead them in his plan and so this is part of the plan and when God's people forgot to celebrate they forgot the stories and so that's where we're going to transition into this, this coming Sunday. We're going to talk about the power of story and the fact that the story is so incredibly over, you know, it's, it's in and through everything that, the, that the, the Jewish nation, that God's people, Israel, did on a daily and weekly basis. They were remi- reminded of the story of God. Now, do, do we in the church celebrate these festivals? Well, we can. And it would be wonderful too. like if you want to celebrate Sukkot I know a lot of Christians I know a lot of our brothers and sisters in the faith that celebrate Sukkot they've got videos online that you can watch to, to see how you can you as an American can set up a booth in your backyard now I just have our, our tent this is kind of an illustration for this this is the kind of thing like the, this temporary shelter that they would build that they would put up and live in for a while and tear down and then pack up with them and then take it to the next location um, and so or built out build out of the, the local native uh, materials that were there and so we this is this temporary shelter for us what we can see literally today uh, or even like one of those big you know covers it um, you know, just kind of the, those uh, canopies that you can buy for like a hundred bucks at Walmart you know those kinds of things where you can set it up eat under it and then tear it down and take it with you um, so it's basically just a shelter uh, a tent if you will the feast of tents <laughs> we can call it um, but so it was part of the plan for God to do these things, to remember them. So do we as Christians celebrate these things? Well, we absolutely can. Because remember, Jesus has fulfilled every single one of the festivals. Think about it. The tabernacle, the, the, the blood that, that was put on the doorposts so that the angel of death would pass over them and only go to the pagan, unbelieving people. Jesus. Is our Passover Lamb? Jesus was crucified at the time of preparation, when they were slaughtering the, the, as as the book of John would say, at the time that they were slaughtering the the Passover Lamb. Uh, Think about the Feast of Weeks and God giving His Word, God pouring out His Spirit. This is a fulfillment in the Feast of Weeks. You know, unleavened bread, the festival of unleavened bread. Let's go back to that. You know, is you getting away, getting all the leaven out of your house, out of your dwelling. And it's indicative of what Jesus did to us. Because le- leaven is oftentimes associated as sin. It's a little bit of sin that grows and takes over the whole lump. Leaven's the whole lump, as Jesus said over and over again. And so leaven and sin are, t- are closely tied together in this symbol- symbolism. And so what did Jesus do to us on the cross, do for us on the cross? He took out all of the sin. He completely unleavened our lives. And that'll be a sermon someday, <laughs> All right. And then, you know, like I said, the Feast of Weeks, and then Rosh Hashanah. It's the new day. It's the new creation. It's the newness of life. Celebrating the newness of life now through Jesus, uh, through the the, the the Feast of of Temple or of Trumpets, proclaiming that one day Jesus will come back and return, and by the loud trumpet being sounded, Yom Kippur, that Jesus is our sacrificial lamb and our, our scapegoat. He was, sac- he was crucified and sacrificed outside the temple. Our sin was, was cast away from us, in, you know, away from our lives, away from our being. Our old self has been crucified with Jesus. The nails of his cross crucified me alongside him. You know, our, our old self is gone. He has become our sacrifice, our atonement, our overall atonement, completely, complete atonement. Um, and then, you know, thinking about, you know, the festival. So after Yom Kippur, then now you have Sukkot. And I want to talk a little bit more about Sukkot and why it's so beautiful. Um, I mean, I could talk for hours on Sukkot. I love Sukkot. I wish we, you know, next year, Shift Church, we're going to celebrate Sukkot together. <laughs> I love Sukkot. I love the, the idea of, of Sukkot, I, you know, except for maybe, you know, in, you know, in the fall in, in Montana, sleeping outside. Hmm. I don't know about that because you're usually right now, you know, right now we've had our six inches of snow storm, right? So it may not work out, work out so well for us, but, um, uh you know, at least, especially even now in Israel, oftentimes they just simply put up the shelter, um, but with these, you know, with these posts, and then they take the branches of the, of usually the palm, like palm trees, and like decorate the inside with all these ornate like fruits and stuff like that, and just just beautiful colors and flowers and all sorts of stuff. They would they would just they they today Google it. It's wonderful. It's a beautiful f- celebration. And but a lot of times Jewish families will just set up the a Canopy and then they'll they'll eat all their meals together. They'll feast in these in these shelters together um, <coughs> And then they'll they'll sleep inside so even in Israel even today like they they, they will remember uh, The feast of tabernacles and remember when they were they were wandering uh, in the wilderness But they they will feast they'll they'll eat their meals in the Sukkot in the booth and um, and so, you know what? Next year, I think we'll we'll do that. We'll we'll do uh, Sukkot next year. Shift Church, excited for that. I'm excited for that. I'm super excited to celebrate Sukkot, you guys. I can't I can't even, yeah, I can't even express that. I love it. But anyway, so the feast of Sukkot. Um, I want to give you a little bit of so again, going back to this book, the the, the feast of the Lord. Um, it gives us an imagery of, of what was going on, and you t- I tell you what, guys, there's so much going on during the feast of of Sukkot. I mean so much is going on. So much I mean lots of sacrifices because of, guess what? Remember, there's a lot of eating going on. So there's a lot of of, of, of slaughtering of animals, you know, and, and the partaking of the meat. Because remember, they would only give, they would offer on this on the altar, uh, for the most part, a lot of these different sacrifices. Some of them they would offer the whole burnt offering, but most of them they would actually only offer the the fatted portions, like the, the, the portions that God told them to offer to him. But then the meat the priests would eat, and the, and the, the 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 wanderer, the you know the the strangers, and the the fatherless, and the and the husbandless, the you know the widows and the orphans, would partake in what was given uh, at Sukkot. And then there was a lot of eating going on. So you'd go and offer the fatty portions, and then you would take the meat home, <coughs> take the meat home, for your fe- for your feast for the festival. You would eat before the Lord, and I love that. You know, three times a year, <coughs> specifically, they would take. Uh, they would come before the Lord at Passover, unleavened bread, uh, and the first fruits, which is all basically one big festival. And they had come back to Jerusalem um, during Shavuot, the, the Feast of Weeks, and then they would come back before the Lord during this feast of Tabernacles and eat, you know, and be and for a week. And I love how the Old Testament talks about this. You know, they talk about these festivals as that when, when the when the people of Israel would come. To where God chose for His name to dwell, so Jerusalem, uh, for them, in, in, for the Israeli people, for, the, for, Jew, for Israel, this place was Jerusalem. was 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 that city? That's where that was the place where God chose for His name to dwell. That's where the temple was. That's you know the, where the tabernacle ended up during the time of David. That's when then, then his son Solomon built the temple, and they had the temple for for, for many 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 decades uh, for many years, many centuries. Um, and, and so they would come, I love this. I mean, imagine this, the you know, feasting and eating. We could talk in a whole other coffee with Alan thing about all about this, which I might, <laughs> I might go ahead and do, but feasting was known as relationship and fellowship and connection. Um, and because what do you, you know, guys? What do you do when you want to want to go and date a girl? Where do you take her on a date? Oftentimes to a restaurant. You take her out to eat. You take her and maybe have a have a picnic somewhere. Food is normally a part of a date. Um, you know, celebrations, parties are usually about around and around food. And what do you have at a birthday party? You have birthday cake. You know, and some people even, so my, my wife's family, they have anniversary parties where instead of just going out on a date, they'll actually bring the family together and celebrate their anniversary. And so, you know, celebrations are all, you know, have this connotation around food and feasting together. And I love that God has invited his people to come and feast with him, come and feast in his presence which is the city of Jerusalem? Not just to go and feast in the temple. They wouldn't feast in the temple. They would go and offer, offer the, the sacrifice in the temple, and they would bring the meat. Again, they would make often most of the time they'd bring the meat home, or they'd donate it to the temple, and it would become Aaron's, you know, the 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 Levites' um, uh, inheritance. It would become the the the, the you know, Levites' uh, food for the for the celebration for the for the for the feast. Or it would become the the orphan and the widows, the stranger among them, that it would become basically the donation. It would become the food bank for the celebration in Israel so that the poor could have food to feast upon as well. And so there was so much much richness, richness to that because God wants everyone to feast with him. God wants everyone. That, that's why Revelation 19 is all about a banquet when God's people come together with him and join with him in his kingdom, join with him in a, in a heavenly banquet, feasting with the Lord. And this is a, a celebration that the church is invited to, to participate in, and not just once a year, not just at Sukkot, at Sukkot uh, like we're going to do next year, we're going to do that next year, but every week. You know, coming together and feasting together as families and friends, as, as a church, coming together as a church every once in a while to, to come and feast together. That's why, you know, good old, you know, being born and raised Southern Baptist, we were great at, at potlucks, right? You know, <laughs> we were great at eating together. Everyone bringing a dish and feasting before the Lord because we, the church, are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the dwelling place of God and we come together to feast together that's why here at shift church we've decided to to observe communion every week we are feasting on one little piece of bread dipped in you know dipped in in the, gla- in, the in the in the grape juice we're eating we're participating we're we're partaking and participating in a communion with god we're communing with god remembering that god wants us to to come together to feast on his presence feast on his spirit even if we're not feasting you know chowing you know chowing down on some food together and so yeah like I said there's so much to Sukkot we could spend years and years you know days and days in, in Sukkot and talking about it um, that's one of the beautiful things I love about Sukkot is that what they would do is, is the main thing because remember Sukkot is a, a heart an end of harvest festival so it is an agricultural festival before the Lord and so, what they're doing is they're celebrating. They're they're thanking the Lord. They're celebrating that you know His provision, uh, both in the in the before and in the present. So that God, you know, and also in the future. So much of, of God is is past, present, and future. Um, and so, you see that how God you know, they're commemorating and, and remembering and celebrating that God uh, provided for them uh, back in in the wilderness for 40 years. They they ate as much as they wanted. Of the of the manna and the and the quail, the meat, right? And and God provided for them for forty years, and then you know, present they, you know, Jews celebrate the present that you know, remembering the current harvest and bringing all the harvest. And this is a festival, basically putting to bed the harvest season. They're done. They've worked their tails off and gotten the harvest and gotten all the wheat, gotten all the barley, gotten all of the things in, into the storerooms, and so that, and now they can rest. And so that's why he said, don't do any work. He said, leave your home. And he said elsewhere, he says, uh, don't worry about, um, I think it's, I believe it's in numbers. He says, leave your homes and come and celebrate and feast before me, remembering and entrusting that I am the Lord, your God. I will protect your stuff. I will protect your home. I will protect your cities from the enemies. You don't have to worry about leaving your cities empty because think about it. They were leaving their cities empty. They were they're completely leaving their their towns up in Galilee, and coming and feasting before the Lord. They're abandoning their posts, right? Uh, and so they're they're coming before the Lord, and you know, and so they're and to, in order to feast before and leaving all all of the work, leaving all of the work behind, leaving all of their supplies behind they would come to before the lord that's why a lot of them they had to live in vo- in booths for the for the week because they had nowhere else, they had nowhere else to stay and so they would feast and celebrate in, in these booths for a week and the sacred assembly the, the day before and after the days before and after were fasting days uh, like I'm like I'm doing now and we're going we're getting ready to feast tonight <laughs> but it's this you, you fast before and after so that you can feast Partake in meals and celebrate, and around this feasting and celebrating, was talking about God, the power of story, telling the story of God, specifically around Sukkot, uh, that God provided for them in the wilderness for forty years, and he, and we are celebrating that God provided us for us in the harvest of today, and we are looking forward to God providing the rain and celebrating that He will provide and trusting ourselves that God provided for them then. God provided for us today and God will provide for us into the future in the future generations because we are his people this is reminiscent of Jesus be anxious for nothing don't worry about what you'll eat and what you'll wear God provides the food God is God provides the food God provides sustenance for the birds look at the birds of the air yeah you know, they don't worry they don't worry about what God is going to supply for them they trust because they know that they're that they will be provided for. Look at the the flowers of the field. They they don't worry about what they're going to wear, and yet God clothes them with clo- with beauty, even more than even Solomon himself wore. And so, this is this is they would remind themselves that God provided them for them. Then God will provide for them today and God will provide for them in the future. So if you're watching this today, remember and celebrate. Celebrate feast before the Lord, remembering that God will provide. God will provide for you and your family. If you are are praying and you're anxious and you're worried, obey the Lord. And, and remember, we don't have to worry. We don't have to be anxious about what you're, you don't have to be anxious about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where the next, you know, where your money is going to, where, where your, you know, sustenance is going to come from. Pray, seek the Lord, and and watch him as he provides lavishly for you. And we'll talk about that in the weeks to come here at Shift Church as well. Um, but so I want to get back to the Feast of of, of, of Sukkot. And you know, so many different things. And you know what? I, I think we might just go ahead and end it there in our time there, because like I said, there's so much we can talk about about this about the, the feast of Sukkot. And maybe I'll go ahead and, and uh, talk about the light ceremony, and, and uh, the libation ce- celebration next next time on our coffee with Alan. But as as we want to leave it there, feast, feast on His presence, feast in His presence. That's why often as you know we, we pray. That's Why why we as Christians we believe that we you know we bless the Lord. And and I think there there lies we may have missed something in in uh, in our prayers when we're praying before the Lord before a meal. Now, oftentimes our prayers become you know a, a, you know rote. They come a mute a mute point moot point. Um, and so when you're when you're giving thanks before the Lord when you're praying before a meal, bless the Lord. You know, like in Jewish tradition, they wouldn't just say you know just say uh, you know bless the food they would say, bless you, O Lord, for providing the food. Bless your name. Bless you, Lord. That's what the sacrificial system was, was giving the life of the animal uh, to the Lord and celebrating and giving honor and glory and blessing to the Lord because he is the one that provided the food. He is the one that provided the, the animal's life. He is the one that provides for you. So bless the Lord. So, like every you know, the you know the the blessings of of the food, the blessings of the wine, the blessings of the different elements during Passover, the the, the blessings of the elements and the feast during Sukkot always is you know is the blessing of Baruch uh, Baruch atah uh, you know, Blessed are you, O Lord. And so bless the Lord. Say Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, per, you know Giver of cheeseburgers, <laughs> Giver of pizza, Giver of elk, giver of the fruits of, you know, the garden that we, that we just partook, you know, that my wife is, has, has harvested. We're done with the harvest, uh, now, except I think we have maybe a little bit more corn left, but, uh, you know, bless the Lord every time you, you come together, uh, to eat together. Every time you eat, bless the name of the Lord, uh, because he is the one has provided all things for you. So, uh, love you guys. I hope this has been beneficial for you. And uh, we will see you Sunday as we talk about the story of God, the power of story. Because remember, Sukkot is all about telling the story. All of the, the feasts to the Lord, all of the, the feasts to the Lord in the Jewish culture and still even today in our church culture are to tell the story of God. So tell the story of God in your life. Love you guys. We'll see you Sunday or we'll see you next, here, here next week.